0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic
1: content. Now, back to the show. And this is Real Presence Live. Steve Swanskowski along with Tom O'Keefe. And uh, we've been talking about the theme of holiness no, I no we haven't. Well, we have been, actually, but loneliness. Loneliness. They're really close words. There's just they an are. H in the front. Um, but again, of course, without, because of loneliness, we actually uh, find it difficult to grow in holiness. That's what I meant, Tom.
2: Yeah, amen. We're not, we're not meant to, there's a few of us that are meant to be out and be, be hermits in the woods and commune one-on-one with God. But most of us find it much easier to, to commune with God side-by-side uh, side with our brothers and sisters.
1: Exactly, and so, uh, again, the Surgeon General put out a report saying that there are uh, very uh, serious um, side effects to not having a human connection, not having a relationship with other people, huge side effects, um, so much that it even affects us physically because we don't, if we don't have human connection. And, of course, talking about how, why COVID was such a, was such a, a, a really a direct attack on human relationships Um, And that the question that was often being held in the church was, is the cure of separating ourselves from one another (laughs) worse um, than death, as it were, in a sense, because of death of relationships really does lead to the death of the
2: person. Yeah, When when you look at these numbers uh, and the the chronic nature of of, of loneliness, you you could be looking at COVID-related deaths for years to come that go unmeasured.
1: Right, and so uh, Tom, there's a re- this report again from the Surgeon General. Do you have that in front of you again? Just a couple of a couple of things that really stood out from there was uh, the 50 uh, percent more chance of
2: dementia, uh, like a 29 percent more chance of, of heart disease, and uh, a 60 percent chance of increased
1: premature death. Right, all because of lack of connection, lack of human connection, lack of relationships. This is from the Surgeon General, and this is on the physical side. No, not even he doesn't even address because he can't uh, the spiritual side. But as we're talking about, as human beings, we are made in the image and likeness of our God, who is himself a relationship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And therefore, we are also made for relationship. We know that from the creation story. So that's what we're talking about this morning. We're joined uh, this hour now uh, with Father Jason Leffert. Good morning, Father. Good
3: morning, Steve and Tom. Great to talk
1: to you guys. Yeah, hey, great, great to have you. And again, we're going to talk more about uh, this retreat you have coming up again uh, the end of May. But uh, our second installment on this conversation, we thought maybe you could weigh in, Father, too, on this loneliness. I mean, what, 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 is, what is this about loneliness of not having human relationship can actually lead to even biological um, and physical uh, negative effects?
3: Yeah, you know, well, I mean, God Himself tells us right from the beginning. He said, "It's not good for man to be alone. It's not good for the human person to be alone. We were, we are created by our very nature to to be a communication, to communicate with another. We're, I mean, in, in a way, God has He not in a way, but in reality, He has created us incomplete. We're this is the whole theology of the bodies of Pope John Paul II. He said, you know, if you look in the mirror. And if you 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 just you look at your person, person mean not just your physical body, but your physical body is the is the avenue to understand it. You look at your physical body, you will come to realize very quickly you are made for another human being. You're made for another person to to complete an, another person. Your your body fits with another person, and so God has designed you to 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 know and be known, and that's really the heart of the Trinity, right? Is to know and be known, and if if that formula gets disrupted, if, if you don't know and you're, you're unknown, um, there, there's a complete breakdown for, from inside out of, of who you are as a, as a human person. I had a very, um, I'd say, life-changing experience this, this past week where um, recently, because of health, health reasons, my, my father was moved to an assisted living uh, facility. In in Dickinson, and I had the opportunity here to go and uh, literally live with him for two and a half days in this facility. And there's there's 20 other people who live there who are various stages, whether maybe Alzheimer's or physical disabilities. This kind of a thing where you know they're they're older, uh, and they they can kind of take care of themselves, but not really anymore. And so there they are. And and um, it, it was amazing. The, 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 I said, okay, I'm going to go there. If, if my dad's going to live there, I want to go identify with him and see what's going on. And I go and then the first 10 hours I was there, I, I have to admit, I mean, I, I was basically almost having a panic attack. I was kind of like, I just need to get out of here. I can't, I can't. It felt like prison walls. It felt like, oh, my gosh, this is, is this what I have to look forward to kind of a thing? It was like this, I could feel this darkness, this fear coming in. And then I just, you know, I just paused. And I turned to the Lord and said, okay, Lord, uh, help me here, what why am I here? What am I supposed to get out of this? And I and the Lord just gently said, I, I want you to treat everyone like a, a person, like a human being. I want you to relate to them like my, my beloved sons and daughters. And and I just I just went starting with my own father and to all the other residents and just literally treated them like a real person. Sat down, talked to them, to hear them, to you know, my nature is to tease people or to have fun, you know, to hold things a little lightly and to also have you know, serious conversations, and you know, just within a matter of minutes. I mean, the place was transformed. You know, in the sense of like, everybody came alive. Everybody had something to say. Everybody, and you could just tell that they're they're desperate for just just real human interaction, human contact. And and it's, it, it was the greatest pain that they had. I mean, every one of them was was saying like, yeah, the facility is wonderful. It's great. The all of our needs are being met here. And yet, there's this this deep, deep longing for, you know. And within within minutes, they're like, "Well, Father, could you hear our confessions? We haven't had our confessions heard in a very long time." And Father, would you be willing to celebrate mass for us? We 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 we, we miss going and worshiping with other people. And just, I mean, it, it was just I was just taken aback, you know. And we ended up doing some silly things like sitting and and uh, playing bingo and joking with each other and potting some flowers and things like this. But. At the heart of it, they just wanted to know and be known. And I was really taken aback. I was sharing this meal with a cross for me was this gentleman. He's, he's close to 80, and he's a, he was this rough and burly construction worker, you know, his whole life. And here he is. And, and I look at him, and his fingernails are painted. And I was kind of teasing him, I'm like, well, what's going on with your fingernails? And he, he said, well, I've decided I'm not going to watch TV or anything because I don't want my brain to rot. And I don't know how long I'm going to be here. So I took a painting. And I said, well, how long have you been doing that? He goes, well, less than a year. And he said, "Come and see my paintings." And and here he's he's got over a hundred paintings. He does like two or three paintings a day. And and at first I was kind of taken back. I was like, "This is kind of a weird art form." But then as he taught it to me and showed me what he was doing, I was blown away. I was like, "Wow, this this, this man is becoming something more in his in his loneliness." You know, he's he, he, the world's going to know him because of his paintings even after he's gone. And we're sitting across having this meal, and either side of us are two women who have Alzheimer's, and the 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 conversation consisted of the same question being asked like 25 times. And I I was blown away by this man who his mind is fine, how patient he was, how loving, how kind and understanding he was with these other two ladies who obviously, you know, couldn't keep up. And he, he never got exhausted by them. He never, he wasn't mean to, he just, he patiently entertained their questions. They asked over and over. And I, I mean, it almost brought me to tears. I, I was just like, this is, this is like Christ being poured out on the cross here in, in these the people who are there and and I and I just realized, you know, like we as human beings, whether we're priests or you as laymen or as husbands, fathers, wives, mothers, I mean we, we are called to treat you know, to to know and be known, to to hear the other person and to receive them and, and to give. And, you know, Pope John Paul II they said, you you will only discover who you truly are by giving yourself away. And there is this mystery, right? I mean, of course, and so if if you're lonely they they say actually there was this terrible experiment that was done on babies back in the fifties and sixties that and it was on orphans and they, they, they discovered that a, a baby will die from lack of attention and love sooner than it will from a lack of food and nutrition.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Isn't it amazing? amazing.
1: Yeah. You know, Father, your, your story there is just uh, so amazing. If you're just joining us, Father Jason Leffer, um, he's the pastor um, at uh, St. John Napomocene in Pizek, St. Peter's and Paul in, is it Baxin? How do you say uh, that? Beckany. 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 Okay, yep. just the way it's spelled. And St. Joseph's in Lincoln, North Dakota here at the Diocese of Fargo. And he's a leading retreat at Maryville uh, the end of May. It's a, uh, a retreat for men, a men's retreat. And it's a series of them, but uh, you can attend any one of those retreats. The first one here is May 25th through the 27th. Um, and for more information, go to MaryvilleND.org. Again, this retreat, uh, $50 registration fee required. But uh, then at the end of the retreat, you'll be asked to consider uh, a gift of another 200 if you can. If you can't, uh, we leave that to the Lord. But again, we don't want that to keep you from coming. $50 registration fee required. MaryValeAndy.org. Check that out. Um, and uh, Father, as you're, you're talking here, just going back to your story, we were, this whole morning we've been talking about this this loneliness and how you basically told the story that if you would to have stepped out of yourself in relationship with others they would have never asked you to say Mass for them, to hear the confession. And so it's kind of going back to that, we cannot encounter God if we're not willing to encounter each other.
3: And, and, and I would say, like, if I hadn't been willing to actually see the person instead of the situation, I myself would have went away more lonely than I arrived, you know? But, but because I went out of myself, they actually gave to me. Like, they, they gave me. Um, life, be, because I, you know, I took the risk to, and you know, and you have to, Steve, you know, you have to ask yourself, like, what are we afraid of? Like, what's the fear? Like, when you encounter people, or you know, you come into an unknown situation, or I guess I always get in touch with there's some kind of underlying fear. Like, what am I afraid of? are they going to bite me? Are they going to? I think there, you know, at the heart of it, there's some kind of fear of being rejected, even or, or something. I'm not quite sure what it is, but there definitely is a fear. Of of not you know there's a fear to not expose yourself to another person or not risk asking who they are or who they're about I think and I think Satan uses fear to control us to prevent us from actually recognizing our neighbor looking at our neighbor just just you know letting the neighbor kind of have an imprint on your own life.
1: Amen, folks. If you're again joining us, Father Jason Leffer sharing right now about loneliness. And of course, one of the ways to avoid loneliness is to come together in community. Opportunity for you to come together in community men. A men's retreat at Maryville in Valley City with Father Jason Leffer um, event there. Check it out, MaryvilleND.org. We're going to continue this conversation on the other side of the break. This is Real Presence Live, and we will be right back. <music>
0: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
2: Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI presented by Leonardo DiFilippis of St. Luke Productions.
4: What the Magi learned. Going into the house, the Magi saw the child. Outwardly, their journey was now over. But at this point a new journey began for them, which changed their whole lives. Deep within themselves, they felt prompted to go in search of the true justice that can only come from God, and they wanted to serve this king, to fall prostrate at his feet, and to play their part in the renewal of the world. This was where their inner journey began. It started at the very moment when they knelt down before this child and recognized him as the promised king. But they still had to assimilate these joyful gestures internally. They had to change their ideas about power, about God and about man, and in so doing, they also had to change themselves. They had to learn to give themselves. No lesser gift would be sufficient for this king. But they had to learn that their lives must be conformed to this divine way of exercising power, to God's own way of being. They must become men of truth, of justice, of goodness, of forgiveness, of mercy. They will have to ask, How can I serve God's presence in the world? They must learn to lose their life, and in this way to find it. Having left Jerusalem behind, They must not deviate from the path marked out by the true king as they follow Jesus.
2: This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com.
0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show.
1: This is Real Presence Live. Steve Splonskowski along with Tom O'Keefe. And in studio, we're visiting with Father Jason Leffer. He, again, is the pastor at St. John Napomacene in Pisac, St. Peter and Paul in Beckany, and St. Joseph's in Lincoln, North Dakota. He is a leading retreat at Maryville, a men's retreat. Uh, Coming up here in May, May 25th to the 27th is the first one. He's actually going to lead a series of them, but you can join in at any point. Beloved Son, a retreat at Maryvale Retreat Center in Valley City. So for more information, check it out, MaryvaleND.org. And uh, look at that and see if you can join us. Again, a $50 registration fee. Um, and then after that, if you can, we l- invite you to uh, donate another 200 so $250. But if you can't do the whole $250, do not let that keep you from coming. Just register, make that investment of $50, and let the Holy Spirit take it from there. Um, father, we've been talking this morning about loneliness, and you shared a, a wonderful story as you uh, uh, visited with your father, um, who's in an assisted living facility, how really it took you stepping out of your own comfort zone um, and recognizing other people um, and a need for their relationship that, as, as you entered into that relationship, they then also recognize their need for a relationship with God uh, by asking if they could go to confession or if you could say Mass for them. Um, you know, and one of the things that we we, talk, we were just talking this uh, last hour with Brady, Brady Borslin about how youth are really lonely and need relationship, how they need relationship, first of all, with their parents, in, again, the family, the domestic church they need that example, the passing on of the faith, and they also need that encounter with other youth um, who have you know, desire an encounter with the Lord so that they can then own that faith. Uh, how, how do dads, how do fathers, since we're going into a father's retreat, let's talk about maybe fathers and couples and wives, well, let's start with the father. How does loneliness affect fathers?
3: Yeah, so here, this is it's, it's at the core, the very heart, the very center of um, Satan's attack in humanity. So um, so, for example, the the overarching theme of the series of retreats—it's you know four retreats that are comprise the whole thing across time. But it's the Father and I are one, and and Jesus comes to us and he reveals that he and the Father are one. That he he does nothing on his own. He does nothing apart uh, by himself. He he says. He only does what he sees the Father doing. He only does what he hears the Father doing. He doesn't do anything without the Father. Even when it says he, he goes to be alone, but he's always alone with the Father. He and the Father are always communicating. So and so so literally, Jesus at times was alone, but he was never lonely, because he was always in communion with his Father. And, and if you look at the attack on... Um, <clears throat> so to getting, let's just back up. So there's Satan. It says, out of envy that he he entered that garden to destroy well wh- wh- what is Satan envious of well he he's he's envious of the fact that he he's the greatest creature he's pure spirit, and he sees what God's doing he's creating this lowly creature out of dirt, this spiritual being out of dirt, and the spiritual being out of dirt has something he doesn't have, which is a body and this this spiritual being made out of dirt, this man, this human being is able to reproduce in his own image and likeness and God's own image and likeness and so you know envy is really nasty it's, it isn't just jealousy it isn't just I want what you have it's if I can't get what what you have or I, I'm not gonna let you have it or I'll destroy it or I'll destroy you and so he when he comes in and so, you'll notice his, his objective when he attacks that sin is to separate the father and the son to separate the son from the father to separate Adam from his father who's God Adam is the son of God you know and and he comes in and, and he succeeds he succeeds in getting adam to no longer be one with his father to no longer um reference his father to no longer worship the father to no longer and it says from that point out he sets out to make a name for himself so he, he no longer references the father you know no longer does it in and with the father he no longer does it does only what he sees the father doing and he so he literally experiences loneliness he's He's separated from his maker, the one who knows him and loves him, the one who he's created to know and to love. And, and so he sets out for a name for himself, and so he enters into this world of where he worships creation. He worships the creature. He, he tries to get from the creation and from creature only that which will satisfy his soul, which is his Father in Heaven, the one who knows him and, and has made him. And so Christ comes to restore. And if you look at Christ's old passion. The whole Passion, when he's sent into the desert, it says, prompted by the Holy Spirit, he's driven into the desert to be tempted, and all the way through the Passion. And if you look look at every step along the way, Satan has one objective, and that is to separate him from the Father, to separate his human nature from his divine nature, to separate his human nature from, from the love of God the Father. And even when he's on the cross and he cries out, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Um... We sit there, and he, well, he's he's at Psalm 22, and if you read the very last line of the psalm, he says, "In spite of all this torture, in spite of everything I've experienced, I, I turn back to you. I remain one with you. I will not separate myself from you." And and the resurrection is about what that, that you know. And if you think <laughs> here's the other way, you think about Jesus in the upper room before he goes to be crucified. He knows he's going to be crucified. What did he do? He spent three whole hours pra- thanking and praising his Father for what? For the fact that he's about to suffer for the fact that in his suffering he's not going to be separated from the Father. And he pleads with the Father, you know, if possible, take this from me, but not my will, thy will be done. And he goes, and this is why the resurrection happens, because he went under the authority of the Father to suffer and to die, and the Father raised him from the dead. He had absolute confidence the Father was not going to be separated from him. So resurrected life is restoring us to right relationship, righteousness, being rightly ordered to the Heavenly Father, rightly ordered to myself, rightly ordered to my neighbor. And, and the power of the Holy Spirit now can dwell there, can thrive there, and it helps me. If it, it all starts with receiving from the Father, being known by the Heavenly Father, and knowing the Heavenly Father. If I'm secure, my identity in that, I now have the ability to turn to my neighbor. I now have the ability to take a risk, because my Father has my back, and no matter what happens to me, if this person I reach out to, even if they hurt me, they harm me, they, 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 they take and abuse me my father has my back I'm, I'm secure my father so there's this underlying i can i can be alone but i'm never going to be lonely because i'm healthy i'm rightly ordered to, to the father the father and i are one in christ jesus and so um and the, this retreat that is going to be put on here you know on may 25th through 27th it's it, it goes to the very core of your question today like why why is loneliness so detrimental? Well, because it's the tool of Satan. You know, he, he uses loneliness to get you to go to the creature for self-comfort and to turn your back on the Father.
1: You know, it's true. I think it's, uh, that, that is the segue to much, much sin, especially for men. The, the, many of the sins that men struggle with begin with a loneliness a lack of relationship, not knowing what to do with their feelings. Um, And so sometimes they go to the Internet. um, And, of course, there's all sorts of bad things there that can lead you down the wrong path. It starts with that loneliness, a disconnection from our Father. Folks, if you're just joining us, you're listening to the voice of Father Jason Leffer, leading retreat at Maryvale, as he mentioned. Uh, For more information on that men's retreat coming up, MaryvaleND.org. Uh, check it out there uh, and uh, go to uh, attend a retreat. Click on that button. It'll take you there to a website there that you can register for his retreat. Um, and it's, so Steve, yes. Steve you,
3: you, I, I want to finish this thought because you were you were saying about the spouse. And this is where, how is it possible that two people could be married? They're made for each other, complete and complement each other in the sacrament that Christ himself is in. How is it possible that these two people could be so lonely in in what they were made for, you know? and and i'd i'd come back to that first principle and say like okay if if the man if he's not reconciled to the father see there's a certain thing that the man can only get from his heavenly father and that's his blessing and and that's the and what'll happen is the man then in his brokenness he'll look to the woman and he will think that the woman is there to comfort him that the woman is there to take care of his needs he will think that he will draw the conclusion that this woman is there to satisfy him, satisfy his needs, to, and what he's missing and this loneliness that he has. And and the end result is he's going to be frustrated with her because she can't. She wasn't created by God to to fulfill that. that that's not how, what God created her for. And the man then ends up blaming the woman. He ends up uh, abusing the woman. I, I, I can't, I mean, it's unreal how many times I've heard men say, M- my life would be perfect if it wasn't for my wife. And my response to the man every time is like, well, you must be a fool what do you mean? well, you're the one who chose to marry her so what does it say about you you know in other words, trying to get them to wake up to realize okay you're you're asking or expecting something of your wife that God himself didn't create her for he he created the man to pour himself out as a sacrifice for his wife that and but he's unable to do that if he's not rightly ordered to his heavenly father if that if that grace if that if that natural relationship in him is broken and he's not receiving from the father, his, his odds of actually having a happy marriage are, are pretty low because he's going to be, he's going to be trying to get from his wife, what he can only get from the heavenly father. And, and he needs to stop. And he needs to turn and be reconciled to the father so that he can actually love. Love. It means he's, he's created to sacrifice his life for his spouse. And again, John Paul says only by giving himself away, Will he discover who he truly is?
2: Father, you talk, uh, that there's there's four retreats coming up with, with Father Leffel, this first one in, in May, and the, the theme of the first one is Beloved Son. And I know for my own journey, that was really a difficult transition. I was going to study my way, I was going to learn my way, I was going to watch my way to heaven, because uh, I just couldn't reconcile my role as as a Beloved Son of, of God. And and why do, why do men struggle with that so much?
3: Well, it, being a beloved son at the core of it is is receptivity it's the it, you have the you, your natural thing there is to be able to receive and as men we're not good at that we're not good at, we're good at seeing a problem and fixing it we're good at seeing something and performing and and to, and and to doing this but you can't give something that you don't have and so being a beloved son the the core place is to receive the blessing of the father to receive my identity from the father and, and if, I, if I go and I attempt to do something without that, I'm going to make a mess of it. It says, I'm going to create, I'm going to create, create sweat and tears and, and brokenness in place of fruitfulness if I don't begin from place of the Father's blessing.
1: So again, folks, uh, coming up, if you want to join that retreat, Beloved Son Retreat, May 25th through the 27th with Father Jason Leffer. Again, part of the theme of his retreats, The Father and IR1, Maryvale Retreat Center in Valley City. For more information, MaryvaleND.org, MaryvaleND.org, and then click on Attend to Retreat. Again, it's a $50 registration required. And then after that, at the end of their treat, you will be asked um, if you can consider a donation of another two hundred dollars. Uh, so then a total cost of two fifty. But again, if you don't be worried about that second piece, that's after their treat. We'll let the Holy Spirit. But I want you to be aware of it. Again, fifty dollars registration fee. D.org. Just a couple of seconds left. Father, any final thoughts?
3: I, no, I just, I, I was at the state convention the, the Knights of Columbus this past weekend and I, I saw these men, and I was just so inspired that God is really doing good things in, in our, our men right now and he's calling us forward and just say, here's an opportunity if you hear the Holy Spirit, come and spend a couple of days and let's get started in this journey together
1: Amen, thank you Father Leffer for being with us here on Real Presence Radio Folks, on the other side of the break we're going to talk with Ian, Dr. Ian Murphy on the road to self-awareness Don't go anywhere, we'll be right back